Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the, Senate, uh, with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class. Today's Bible class is for our podcast listeners. It's designed to get us into God's Word for about 12 or 13 minutes each day. And in that way, help us to stay strong in our faith and even grow in our faith because faith comes by hearing the Word of God. It also, because we're staying in God's Word, at least for a little while each day, we're keeping that spiritual focus on our lives, that more positive and godly mindset to be able to handle whatever the day may throw at us. And boy, these days throw a lot at us. Now, you know people in your life, probably within your own family, some, and some within your circle of friends, probably, who need to turn their thinking, their focus in life, the direction of their lives around. They need to start thinking about their souls, about their spiritual needs, about their relationship with God. Share these short studies with them. You can do that through Facebook friends, text messages, maybe some other technological means. But share with your family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, literally anybody and everybody. You may help somebody get to heaven. What a blessing that would be for them. And it would also be a blessing for you. So make up your mind. Make that commitment and start sharing. We're talking about lingering, and that's a problem that virtually everybody in the face of the earth, in every generation, in fact in every year, has to deal with. We have a tendency, a temptation at least, to linger over things that we need to just go ahead and do, get done. We've talked about different examples of that, and certainly each one of us could think about examples in our own personal lives that illustrate that very danger, that tendency, how we have lingered over something and actually made it worse than it would have been if we had just gone ahead and do it and got it done. You see, we linger over it and it keeps weighing on our mind over and over again on an ongoing basis. It would be easier We'd, have, we'd, we'd be able to have a more relaxed mindset if we just go ahead and do it, whatever it was. Well, of course, the most important thing that we're talking about is we need to stop lingering over getting ready for eternity. We need to stop lingering over obeying our Lord and coming to him through baptism for the remission of our sins and being reborn again spiritually. We need to stop lingering over obedience to God through his teachings communicated to us in his word. We need to obey him. We need to come to him through Jesus. We need to live the faithful, committed, dedicated, consistent Christian life. You see, and we've talked about this, for people who linger, there are some things that can happen. We've already noted how doors of opportunity can be closed. You don't get the job that's there open. The opportunity is waiting for you because you lingered over applying for it. Then it's gone. Somebody else got it. We linger. How many times have people lingered over obeying the Lord and then they died? Now, some people, they just push it off, push it away all of their life. They may live to be old age, and they never get past the stage of just lingering over being obedient to God. Some people, they think, well, I've got lots of time. 
I'm in my 20s or my 30s or my 40s. I've got a lot of time. I'm going to get it done. I'm going to straighten my life out. I'm going to, I'm going to get right with the Lord. But they die unexpectedly. As a gospel preacher, I have spoken in more funerals than I can remember. And they have been for people of virtually all ages, from newborns or almost newborns to little children, all the way up to elderly folks. You see, the next day, the next breath is not guaranteed to us. Are you lingering? When will the Lord come again? You see, when sinners linger, when you linger, Jesus may return. He's coming one day. Well, you say, when? I've got lots of time. He hasn't come yet. Uh, we don't know when he's coming. We don't know. But he's coming. We know that. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the holy angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate them from one another as a shepherd divides his sheep from the goats. Are you going to be a sheep or a goat? He will set the sheep on his right hand and the goats on the left. Now, in other words, the sheep will be the saved. The goats will be the lost. The king will say to those on his right hand, Come, you blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Ah, but now the goats on the other hand, these will go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. Huh. We don't know when the Lord is coming again, but we know the Lord is coming again. In Matthew chapter 24, beginning with verse 36, of that day and hour, no one knows. Not even the angels of heaven, but my Father only, Jesus said. But as the days of Noah were, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day that Noah entered the ark, and did not know until the flood came and took them all away, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. Two men will be in the field, one will be taken, the other left. Two women will be grinding at the mill. One will be taken, the other left. Watch, therefore, for you do not know what hour your Lord is coming. Are you banking on having a whole lot more time before you're called to meet the Lord? What did Jesus say there? In the days of Noah, Everybody was going on just like every day, doing all the things that they normally did, eating, drinking, giving in marriage, being married, going to work, doing their jobs, and taking part in all the sinful activities that they were engaged in on a daily basis. Because the text tells us that the thoughts and imaginations of their hearts were only evil continually. And that's why God destroyed the world on that, at, at, at that time. The wickedness of man had become so overwhelming, with the exception of Noah and his family. Now, 
but everybody was going about their normal daily stuff. And then God sent Noah into the ark after it had been prepared, after he had sent the animals in, and God shut the door, and the floods came. Up until that moment, everybody had been living their normal routine. They lingered. And now, the judgment came. And time to prepare, time to repent, time to be obedient was over. And they were destroyed along with the world. They had to meet their Lord unprepared. How sad. You see, when you linger, while sinners linger, and maybe that's you at this time, or maybe you know somebody in your life who is lingering instead of being obedient, instead of making up their mind to come to the Lord. Well, Jesus can return while you're lingering, while they're lingering. While sinners linger, death can come. You see, death is an appointment that each one of us will keep unless the Lord comes again first before we die physically in this world. The Hebrews writer said in Hebrews 9 and verse 27, it is appointed for men to die once, but after this the judgment. You see, everybody's going to die. I remember a man saying one time, death does not scare me. But the rest of that verse, but after this, the judgment, he said, that scares me to death. <laughs> See, once we die physically, the time for preparation will be over. It'll be lost. And so we need to prepare now. We need to get ready for the Lord to come now so that when he comes, we are ready. We need to stop lingering. Life is like a river that flows continuously for the length of our life. It may flow smoothly and noiselessly, or it may take sudden turns and plunges and become like white water. Rapids. Might be a deadly fall. Perhaps several times a week, there is but a step between us and death. In 2 Samuel 14 and verse 14, the text reads, For we will surely die and become like water spilled on the ground, which cannot be gathered again. Oh, once we die physically, our physical life is over, isn't it? As we drive down the highway, we meet, we meet semi-trucks driving at a rapid speed. What is separating the driver in the cab of that truck from a head-on collision with us? What's separating us from it? Only a slim margin. We're on one side of the yellow line. They're on the other side of the yellow line. Momentary inattention could end multiple lives instantly with a head-on collision. And about the same distance and the same odds exist as we walk down a street near moving traffic. What if the driver lost control, veered off onto the sidewalk, and ran us down? How often in life are we in a position where a fatal fall 
could happen or where something could fall on us. You see, life is uncertain. James says it's like a breath, or rather it's like a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. James 4 and verse 14. How many times have we read or seen in the news of accidental shootings or attempted murder or a bad cut and a fast loss of blood that brought death to the individual or electrocution? You see, all kinds of things happen. A stroke, a heart attack, a staph infection, an aneurysm, a seizure. All of those things and more can take a person's life quickly whether it comes early or late, by natural or unnatural causes. We have been made from dust, and we will return to the earth as it was, and the Spirit will return to God who gave it. Ecclesiastes 12 and verse 7. Are you ready, or are you lingering? Do you know somebody in your life who is lingering? Are you ready to take the step you need to take to try with all of your heart to persuade them to stop lingering and become obedient to God and faithful and get ready? Let's pray. Father, there are those around us, oh, so many who are lingering, over becoming faithful to you, obedient to you, walking with you. Maybe some of us are lingering to one degree or another. Help us to stop lingering. Help us to be obedient. And guide us to help others to see their need to do the same. We pray for souls, Father. We pray for our souls. Gracious Father, merciful Father, please forgive us. Hear our prayer in Christ's name. Amen.